Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now uh, to another story of homelessness in County Meath. Alan Laws, Independent Councillor of Meath County Council and a volunteer with Inner City Help and Homeless Meath joins us once again. Good morning to you, Alan. And uh, thanks morning, uh, for joining us on uh, the programme uh, this morning. Uh, this time you're going to report on a family of four who've been living in this country since uh, the middle of last month. Uh, two children involved in this. A 15-year-old boy who has special needs and an 11-year-old girl as well. Yeah, that's correct, Michael. I mean, I was at the Meath County Council's uh, monthly meeting yesterday and in the in the middle of an argument about emergency accommodation, which you reported on yourself, uh, when I was made contact by um, a person from Trim in County Mead, and they informed me of this family uh, with two children. Uh, so I sent a colleague of mine over to uh, sign a data sheet with the family to represent them and, and to get their details. And what happened in this case, Michael, this family arrived into Ireland on the 6th of June. Uh, they spent 10 years in Denmark. They're originally from Bulgaria. The husband got work uh, before the 16th of June uh, with a food company in, in Dublin. And he came well prepared. Uh, they researched uh, the property market here and the, the rental costs. They had, like, uh, just say, you know, your first month's rent and your month's deposit. They felt they had a, they had a few bucks extra for a car. They, they, they tried to get themselves sorted, but I don't think they realised the difficulty they would have in trying to find a rental property. Uh, or so afford they came one. To, Pardon? Or a Ford one, I say. Or a Ford one, yeah. No, they did a bit of research on that mm. sorry, when they were when they were uh, before they came. So they did have, they did say it. They did put money by, mm. but they didn't realise how difficult it would be to find them. So what, what happened then, Michael, was that they had to then stay in in B and B's night after night after night, and of course the the, the finances soon whittled away. Mm. And they realised that, you know, we can't do this anymore. And they were living in the car in, in Trim and County Mead. And just to say thank you, uh, he doesn't even want to be named. The local businessman over in, in Trim and County Mead paid for another few mm. uh, nights in a B&B for them. Until 10 days ago, they contacted Mead County Council. And the mother here in this case was the one who contacted the council. And she told me that it was the most humiliating uh, phone call she's ever had mm. in the sense that the only message that Mead County Council were given their European uh, fellow citizens here was go home. There was nothing else offered to this family but go home. Okay. So we, they were left in the same what does that what, what does that mean? Well, that means... Uh, that means basically go home to either Denmark or go home to Bulgaria. Okay, but they're living in Ireland, aren't they? 
Yes. Uh, and the father... These is... are European citizens with the same rights as me and you, um, Michael. My, my brother lived in Spain most of mm. his life, most of his adult life, because we're Europeans. Mm. We can move anywhere in the European yeah. Union we want to. Uh, and the father um, is working. So the father is working. He's on emergency tax at the moment. That was part of the problem, I think, Michael, mm. is that a landlord would at least look for a PRSI number right. or something like that. And because he was on emergency tax, he hadn't got a PS, uh, PRSI number. Okay, Alan... Again, Alan, just just to be clear, I mean, I think what we have to do is to point out what you've just told us is hearsay in that that's what the woman told you, but you you take her at her word. And yes. and the reason I'm saying that is because Mead County Council is not going to comment on this. So we don't know if there's another side to this story or not. So, but well, all I can tell you what I did after yeah, that then, Michael, yeah. as... as as a, a, an independent councillor and an elected representative, when I got the data form signed by this couple and got their details and got the phone number, I, I wrote in uh, yesterday afternoon at about 25 past three, I sent uh, a, a representation through members' reps, but I also sent it to the CEO. I also sent it to the head of housing. And I also sent it to the chairman of, of uh, the Cahirlach, of, of the council in the sense that, look, you know, we cannot believe in uh, a child of 15 with special needs on the streets. We need to find emergency accommodation tonight. Mm. Now, I was working uh, nights the night before. I was working nights last night. So what I had to do, I sent that representation in, but I also contacted uh, the ICHH head office and I just said, look, we have to have a plan B here. I have to go to bed. i got a local colleague here with me, uh, Declan Morta, to secretly source a B&B, just in case the council didn't come back to us that we had to have a plan B. Mm. And in fairness to Declan, he sourced the B&B here in Napham and the ICHH put the family up last night. Because again, I can tell you as fact, because I can show you the email if you like, I sent that representation in at 25 past uh, three yesterday with the mm. contact details of the family. Mead County Council had my contact details also. They needed to go back to me. I'm sitting in front of me tablet here today. Mm. There's no email even back from Mead County Council to say anything. Well, we, we, have no an e- we, we have a, an email from Mead County Council, uh, okay. but it doesn't say anything really. It says yeah. uh, that they're not going to comment on individual cases, which is, is, seems peculiar uh, uh, on the face of it. And that's why I wanted to point out that what you had said earlier on was hearsay because we don't have a, another side to this story. But uh, you're taking this family at, at their word. Uh, but it, it does seem peculiar because this is very different to the last story that you told us, Alan, because you were talking about people who had found themselves homeless uh, 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 after five o'clock in the evening, or at least the call wasn't made to Mead County Council yeah. until yeah. after hours. This is something yeah, that has been, hours, yeah. but this is yeah. something that has been known to the council for ten days now. Yes. So right. we were talking yesterday, also, uh, Michael, about a, a proper assessment to be done on any family. So, therefore, Mead County Council had ten days to do a proper assessment of this family if they so wished. Because that's what they had said to us, uh, unless your house had burned down and you found yourself on the streets, they weren't going to put you into a hostel because you could be a danger to the staff working in the hostel. And you'd have to do a proper proper assessment. assessment. And they never did anything assessment within 10 days. And like I say, well, we accept that that's the version of events uh, this lady told me that happened in the phone call. I can prove to you I made a representation yesterday at 25 past three. I can prove to you that I got absolutely nothing back. And really, Michael... I mean, I fought with the council before uh, about adults, whether we responded quick enough and we left them out in the street. And I still think an adult, whether it be a male or female, shouldn't be left out in the street for one night 
But this is an all-time low, Michael. We've a 15-year-old boy here with special needs. We've an 11-year-old girl. Mead County Council, I can swear in the Bible and show you the emails, knew that this family would be homeless last night. And they never bothered getting back to an elected representative. And to me, Michael, that's an all-time low, that we knowingly left two children on the street. And I really think, being honest, I would ask the Minister, Dara O'Brien, to look into this. Because I've made all the representations you can, Michael, to the CEO of Mead County Council. I've made it to the Carfeelach. And when I don't get an answer as an elected representative, and we turn our back on a 15-year-old boy with special needs and an 11-year-old sister, I mean, I, I, I don't know where else to go with this, Michael. So I have to appeal to the Minister, Darrell O'Brien, to intervene in this and have a real look at the housing office in Mead County Council and the homeless service that they provide, because that's not providing the service. I mean... There's human rights here, Michael. There's you, these European citizens are, are every right to be here as much as you and I have. Mm. And I remember Darrell O'Brien actually saying before Christmas, you might remember, Michael, to say he made a statement uh, out of you know the, the, the minister's office that location was not a problem anymore, that location won't get in the way of us looking after mm. people. And here we have two children, and they can't even respond because they don't respond in individual case. A very convenient, a very convenient response to you, Michael. And a very convenient no response to an elected representative. Right. Well, there was accommodation available because you sourced it. Yes. Um, yes so we're left in a situation today now. We're left in a situation. So, I mean, we won't walk away from this family, Michael. The charity won't walk away from this family. But really, the responsibility is on Mead County Council. And they should get back to me and they should go back to this family and we should accommodate them in emergency accommodation tonight. Because this is a working family, Michael. Mm. These came over here to work. This man is paying his taxes. That's paying my wages. And it's paying Jackie wages and Barry's wages as well. He's paying emergency tax at the moment. He's trying to survive. If we can get these onto the HAP scheme, this working family will be found accommodation. I bet you with a very short space of time. Mm. But right now, we cannot walk away and leave children sleep in a car. Okay. That's, not, that's not what I'm about as a public representative. And it shouldn't be what the council is about. Uh, uh, and... I want to restate uh, that we're taking this story at face value, uh, which you are to some extent yourself, because you haven't had communication from Mead County Council. We asked Mead County Council uh, to guide us on this earlier. You you had a detailed conversation with the team here. Uh, They relayed that to Mead County Council. Mead County Council says it cannot comment on individual cases. It may need to assess this family, uh, as uh, we were told last week, with a, a different story, but they've had 10 days to do that. There right. is an obligation on the council to cater for this family, as there is for any family. Uh, they are European citizens, as you say. It's very... And again, Michael, they have their contact details. They have the lady's phone number. They can do that now. When we go off the air, me, County Council, can pick up the phone now and start this family out. It's Their very, charity won't walk away from them. We look after them anyway. It's very difficult to understand it. Yes, it is, Michael. It, it, it's worrying, Michael. I'm, I'm a father, and I'm sure you're a father, and your researcher, Maggie, is a mm. mother. Mm. The idea is that we'd walk away from two children and leave them on the street, and we know they're there, and we tell them to go home. And it's not as easy as getting a bus into Dublin, Michael. Mm. It's, it's getting a plane home. And like you say, these came as prepared as they could do because they came to work, they came to live, 
the father shown that within 10 days the man had a job and fair play to him, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, we um, can't, just, to, you know, we have to make sure that it's clear to people that we can't verify that that was what was said, but you were told that that was what was said. Yeah. Uh, and the you, lady was uh, very uh, upset uh, as, a pub- Michael, as an elected public representative, you take what you were told by that woman uh, to be true. Yes, and, and what I at least said to the woman, and in fairness to the people at Trim, the guards, just to say, uh, the guards knew this family was in the car. The guards were calling in to them every day. The guards knew them by first name. The guards did everything they can to help them. The businessman over in uh, Trim, who doesn't want to be mentioned, was very good and did as much as he could to put them up for a few nights. The staff in a certain business, they don't want to be mentioned. They don't want any praise. But their mothers and fathers like me and you, um, and Michael, and they wouldn't turn their back on a family with two children. And they just expected, when they got in touch with me, that this problem may be resolved and we would make sure as a state and as a council that we wouldn't see homeless children left on the street knowingly. Alan, come back to us uh, if uh, you have an update on the story. I think uh, there'll be some interest in it, but um, it's okay. pe- it's peculiar, <laughs> it has to be said. It's more it's more than peculiar, Michael. It's, it really yeah, is worrying. Yeah, I, yeah. I really am on an all-time low. I'm banging my head against the wall here. When you appeal to the CEO, you send them evidence, you send them contact details, the family's been in touch. They have their details. Mm. And when you go to the CEO, you expect, OK, sometimes there can be slippage. And if you go to the CEO, you think it's going to be sorted out. Mm. It hasn't been. It well, hasn't been. It's peculiar as you present it. Um, uh, we don't know if there's a, another side of this story because Mead County Council has said that it can't comment on individual cases, as I say, but it does seem peculiar on the face of it. Alan, thanks, uh, as I say, for joining us uh, this morning. Thanks for the opportunity, Michael. Thank, Thank you. you indeed. Alan Laws, independent councillor in Mead County Council and a volunteer with ICHH, that's uh, the Inner City Help and Homeless Group for Mead. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.